Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone for another episode of Bedrock and Balderstone, and today we are going to be talking about Farscape Season 1, Episodes 18 through 20. That's A Bug's Life, Nerve Part 1, and Hidden Memory, which is Part 2 of Nerve. Um, so, so, Adam, why don't you uh, give us the intro to, to these episodes, and then we'll do our discussion. Okay, well, uh, the uh, first episode... Uh, Bugs Life starts with uh, the crew preparing to, uh, in the case of Aaron and Crichton, impersonate peacekeepers, while the rest uh, of the uh, crew pretends to, well, goes back to pretending to be prisoners again, so they can have some special forces guys come on board that are peacekeeper special forces that are uh, on their way to a secret base with a uh, very important secret cargo. And uh, their deception starts to go awry when both Chiana and Rigel decide they're going to try and steal that special cargo. So, yeah, what would you think of this one? I mean, I thought this was a decent episode. It was kind of like the thing, right? It was that sort yeah. of. It was that sort of premise. I feel, did we have another episode that was kind of like this, or am I mistaken? Ah, uh, the thingiest episode I'd say so far would be the one where there were the bugs on board that mm-hmm. were uh, Exodus from Genesis where the bugs were impersonating people. Oh yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was somewhat somewhat thingish. But this was uh, definitely like the thing. This was like yeah. we're gonna make a thing episode. And <laughs> is, and that's what they did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I thought they did a good job of it. I thought that, you know, for that, that's a hard thing to pull off within the time frame they have. So you know, because yeah. they had to wrap it up with it, you know, unless it's a double episode, which it wasn't. So, I, I mean, I was entertained by it. I I, I like that it also kind of led into the next episode, right? Like it's, a, yeah. you know, it plants the seed so that the next episode can happen. And and I don't know, I feel like we kind of got to see more of Chiana this episode. Which we, we, you know, she was in the yes. background, but we, you know, I, I was a little bit unsure of what her role in the ship would be and whether she, you know, whether she was going to fit in. And and so, you know, from that standpoint, it worked. And also just to kind of see other peacekeepers who aren't behaving. What, what's the name of the uh, of the the main villain that we've had for the peacekeepers so far? Crease. Uh, uh, Crease. It's it's Crease. 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 OK. C-R-A-I-S. OK. OK. So not Crease. So I, he's been my model of peacekeepers, him and Aaron Sun. Uh-huh. And now we get sort of more. I don't know. I would call them like, like they're not as uptight as some of the other peacekeepers we've seen. These guys, right? Like they they look yeah. a little bit more relaxed, and they're more I don't know, almost more relatable in a lot of ways. Yeah. So so I thought that was kind of cool that I got to see another side of okay, there are all kinds of peace, there are all kinds of sebations and all kinds of peacekeepers. They're not just Aaron Soon or Crace, uh, or or what are the the other guy, the torturer. That we met. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, to to go through some of your comments here, as far as Chiana goes, I agree. I feel like this going. I mean, aside from the first episode, I feel like this is the second episode that's really a good Chiana episode. Now, I'll give you some background too, because Chiana was not meant to be a regular member of the cast. It's uh, She was actually just going to be in that one episode. And when they were filming the episode, they thought, you know, maybe we should add her to the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so basically every, every script between that first episode up till 
this episode has been one where the script was already pretty much written, and they're like, well, let's go back and add a bit of Chiana in here. <laughs> so, but now, so, but, but at this point, they're actually consciously crafting stories with uh, her as part of them. Is that the okay? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I agree. Watching this again, you know, this is a repeat watch for me. I really felt like, aside from the first episode with Chiana, I felt Chiana just hasn't entirely been there you know even even when she shows up i'm like oh, i'm not not quite feeling it yet but yeah, yeah. this episode it's like boom Gianna's there so and i and i i also with this episode i liked how Crichton is he's playing a lot of, he, he's playing he's pretending to be a sebation and a peacekeeper and so he has <laughs> yeah. like the accent going but then at a certain point he gets taken over by the thing. And so he's the thing pretending to be him pretending that, you know, it's like, it's like a triple layer thing, but, but I enjoyed watching him do what he thought a peacekeeper would do. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was, that was an yeah. enjoyable part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Crichton peacekeeper, uh, impersonation is something I find pretty entertaining, but, uh, but yeah, and I also agree with you too on the relatability of these characters. Cause it's like, you know, an interesting aspect of this episode is that it's an episode where Aaron gets to be a peacekeeper again. And, you yeah. know, she she really likes this guy and is like kind of hitting it off with him. And she's really kind of enjoying to an extent being, you know, working with these guys. And it's but she uh, but on the other hand, she knows it's all an act and she can't really, you know, he's offering her this job she always wanted. Like, I, I believe in an earlier episode, she even talked about wanting to be one of these guys in the in the special forces and i and it's you know it's 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 like you know she's kind of been handed this chance to pretend to get her dream for a little bit but knowing that it's not real yeah. and uh i think i think you know that that's one of the things that sets it above being just hey we're doing the thing this episode you know yeah well and, and that uh, becomes relevant next episode or at least yeah. next next two episodes yeah, it becomes two relevant. episodes yeah um, yeah so and, and also it, uh, this episode is the one. This this one ends with Sun being injured, right? So then she has to, you know, that 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 also leads into sort of all the details of the of the next episode with yeah. the Chiana stuff too. I feel like she adds like a Blade Runner vibe to it. She reminds me of Daryl Hannah's character from that movie. Yeah, so like yeah, it, it's kind of yeah. It's got the it, it it adds that that aesthetic to the show. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, I'm really yeah. starting to appreciate the way the show looks and feels, just in terms of how it presents space and technology to us. It's it's starting to kind of, uh, you know, it's starting to all work for me. Um, you know, it, it's a uh, especially especially now that I, I feel like I don't know, like early, like maybe they were using they were utilizing CG differently early on or something. I don't know, but I feel like I, I'm really getting drawn into the way that they're painting the space aspect of the show, the sort of, you know, space and starship aspect of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the CGI in this overall is, is aged surprisingly well too. It's uh, a lot of times shows you watch from this era, you're like, yeah, yeah but it, it just, yeah. I, I don't really think about the CGI much when I watch this show generally. Well, like, like we had with Babylon five, Babylon five was great, but some of the CGI was, was very <laughs> really primitive, bad. right? It, yeah, yeah, some PlayStation One CGI in places. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I'm talking about the, uh, the the special forces guys too. Um, they, it's 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 a it's a thing too. It would have been easy with one of them being 
kind of a potential love interest for Aaron's Aaron, you know, basically it would have been easy to make him like kind of unlikable or whatever, or, or have, make it, make it an episode where, where, you know, oh, Aaron learns, yeah, the peacekeepers really are all bad after all. And, and kind of cement on that path. But it's, it's, it's a lot more dramatically interesting to have them, you know, I mean, they're probably not the greatest people in the world being kind of ruthless special forces guys, but they're not, they're not immediately terrible people either. So. Well, and they're also real. They're real people. Like they're, yeah, the whole thing with them working with the prisoners, you know, th- that's something that if they were cartoonish villain yes. organizations, they wouldn't do right. So having them do that and showing them think more in terms of, okay, this is in our self-interest do like just kind of, going through things the way that a real person might actually go through them versus somebody who's supposed to be wearing some kind of signboard. It, <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. I like that part of the show. I also liked how that kind of, again, it got into movies like the thing, like Leviathan, like, like these films where people are trapped somewhere against a threat and they have to work together to contend with it. Um, and in this case, it's doubly interesting because not only do they not trust each other because of the premise of this, this creature, but they don't trust each other because some of them are, are sebaceans and some of them are pretending to be prisoners on a ship. And like, it's, it's, it's a very interesting scenario. Yeah. And we've got the whole thing with, you know, the whole layer of, of Chiana and Rigel, both deciding to steal the, uh, the, the cargo, which sets this all off in the first place. So, yeah. That's actually interesting because I, I almost forgot about that, but that's super important because that's the thing that triggers everything. You yeah, know? they got greedy. Yeah. I like the fact, too, that it does, you know, that, that they, they both go for it. They're both the kind of thief characters in the crew, and they both separately kind of, kind of come across each other trying to steal this thing. It's a fun interaction between them. But, I guess that gets us into the D&D party dynamic of the of the show that we, we every once in a while will touch touch upon sure um, sure and uh and so i don't know is there anything else about this episode before we get into the right. the main course i think for the main course <laughs> yeah. definitely yeah yeah now i'm ready to move on to the uh next part which is uh which is which is nerve which uh begins with you learning that you know aaron who gets stabbed at the end of the the previous episode she she seems okay at first we discover that she's one of her nerves has been fatally wounded and she's going to actually uh, die in a short period of time unless she gets some kind of tissue uh, transplant. And, uh, and you know, of course, there we've, we've also learned the previous episode, there's this, this peacekeeper base nearby. So Crichton uh, decides he's going to pretend to be a peacekeeper again and go to this, this incredibly high security base <laughs> and fake his way in and uh, get her the uh, tissue sample she needs. For so, some, oh, well, well, should we should we talk about them together, both parts? Do you think that's because? I yeah, feel like I think we can consider it a yeah. single episode. That's okay. fine. Yeah, so so that would also co- cover the hidden memory part of it. One thing that I was reminded of by this episode was Outland, the the Sean Connery movie we had seen. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. Maybe no, it's just because of the. The, the the rec room they were in where Chiana was sort of pretending to be some kind of prostitute or courtesan it reminded me a lot of those bar scenes and stuff from from Outland um, yeah but, I like 
I like the whole element of the captain being like, oh, you know, you should stay with me. It's much more comfortable and luxurious than your thing. And it's just this, it's just this rock. They're just living on this rock that's the dismal, well, <laughs> in a dismal wasteland. And what's good about that, it seems like a salacious detail at first, but really what I liked about those kinds of things is, again, it made the Sebations motivated by things other than catch, capturing John Crichton and his crew and yeah. being evil all the time. Do you know what I mean? A lot of these shows, that's kind of what the bad guys are preoccupied with. Um, and they might have some quirk that is also thrown into the mix that they're pursuing. But this was like, no, this guy, he, he's been on this rock and he wants to, he, you know, he, he wants to get laid. Like that's kind of his, his, his primary motivation, it seems. And he's particularly intrigued by Chiana when he sees her. So he spends all of his time trying to woo her. And, yeah. and, 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 it, and it's also great as an explanation for why he might be missing any, any of the tells that John would be giving. Because John's probably not an ace at pretending to be a sebation and a, and a peacekeeper. So, um, so I thought that was kind of a good smokescreen for, for John. And I think Chiana even points that out at one point. Yeah, she says, you know, the more they look at me, the less they look at you, are her exact words. So, and he's like, why are, you, why are you drawing all this attention to yourself? And she's like, hey, it works. Of course, and it, it works. Gianna is also just getting everyone to buy her drinks, too, which is, she's kind of like, she, she is helping, but she's also got this motivation of, woo, I get to party. <laughs> yeah, she seemed to be enjoying herself. So that was one of the things I noticed about her character. I was like, oh, she's not nervous at all. She seems to be enjoying this. Maybe there's something seriously wrong with this person. Um, yeah, yeah. I, really, I really like the scene, too, before they go down to the planet, when she shows up when he's about to leave, and she talks to him, and it's like, oh, what you need is a talented burglar, an attention causer, you know? And, and I, I like that whole scene of her, you know, and, and Craig's just not sure. He's like, geez, can I trust her? Can I, do I really want to have her along? And because... Uh, I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, I watch rewatching the show, and I mean, but the first time you watch this show, it's like, you know, so the, the thing is, too, it's like when the captain's trying to get Gianna to, to join with him, she's like, yeah, I'm really sick of traveling around with a guy who who gets himself into trouble all the time. It's like, it's like maybe she is just going to just decide to go along. I mean, knowing yeah. it's a TV show, but it, it's not likely. But there is a, a real possibility of her character being like yeah why not <laughs> no I, I i was uh i was wondering about that actually i was i, I thought she might be you know because i mean and actually it, it, from just a logical standpoint it wouldn't have been the worst move for her to make you know do i well, roam she's not, the galaxy she's not a wanted prisoner by the peacekeeper yeah. she's not wanted yeah. to be killed by grace she doesn't have any reason to just go screw it and, yeah, and it seemed he was willing to pay exorbitant amounts of money like you yeah. know she could have been set for a very long time um so so yeah so so but i don't know i, I feel like uh uh you know i i just to give my re reaction to the episode i really like i really like this two-parter i thought it, i thought it was really oh, yeah. well done um i feel like we i i was not expecting Crace to show up during this <laughs> i probably should have been expecting it but i wasn't i was surprised by that I, I, I mean, Gianna was, or not Gianna, what's her name? Jelena. Uh, uh, Jelena, I, I, I was also surprised by, but it was less of a surprise, right? Because, you know. It, I, I was actually very surprised the first time I saw this episode. It just okay. didn't, didn't occur to me at all. So you're ahead of me on that. No, no, I was surprised. It's just that when they did it, I was like, okay, it was just not as much of a bombshell to me as Crace showing up. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, 
but no, I, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't like, oh, Jelena's going to show up in the next 10 minutes. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, so I, I had mixed feelings about her coming back. And I think, uh, before we talk about the rest of the episode, maybe just talk about her. Yeah, no, that's a good topic. Definitely. Um, I was annoyed that she was coming back and was going to disrupt the <laughs> romance between Aaron Sun and Crichton. And uh-huh. I'm glad that she died because I feel like that would have just been annoying to deal with. Now, maybe she didn't die, you know, because I know it, it left a, the ending is a little bit ambiguous, but to me, it looked like she died. Uh, if that's the case, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think there's any point in, you know, keeping you in suspense. Yeah. She died at the end. Okay. That was meant to be her dad. So, but, yeah. But the, uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny because it's like, I felt like, cause, cause it, the way it's played, and everything works really well because, you know, in the previous episode with her, I felt like she and Crichton had pretty good chemistry and everything. Yeah. And at this point in this episode, there's never Crichton's already moved on. He's like he is really drawn to Aaron and all these this whole time that's passed between the last time he saw Jelena. And because he really is, it isn't like he's conflicted or he's like, oh, you know, now I've got these two women. They're yeah. both in my life again. He's on board with Aaron, and it's, uh, and and it's, yeah. I mean, it, it is interesting that that, that it, it goes that way. And I mean, of course, and you also have Chiana, who who her own thing is like, oh no, he really loves you because he, he's she's she's trying to manipulate. I mean, she was actually Jelena- being really smart in that scene though, because my worry was okay. Jelena is trustworthy because she loves Crichton, right? So if that's disrupted in any way, maybe she would turn that's- against him. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, the thing is, I I don't think Jelena would. I mean, based on every, you know, based on the whole episode as a whole, it's like she she figures it out. I yeah. mean, even when even when Chiana's telling her that, if you go back and watch that scene and look at the look in her eyes mm. when when she's like, "Oh no, he really loved you." There's just this look in her eyes, like, mm. "Yeah, I'm not I'm not as gullible well, as you think, little girl." So know? so here's what I would say: <laughs> by the end of the episode, I agree with you. It's pretty clear that she wouldn't. At the point yeah. when when Chiana does yeah. that, I was not at all convinced. I was like, this woman could go either. Like, if she's really angry, like, not even if she's a bad person, just like, that's a deep emotional wound for her yeah. to have to, oh, di- you and it's, know. It's a huge risk she's yeah. taking, too. Yeah. I mean, going, well, these people don't care about me, but I'm going to throw my life away for them. Yeah. Is, <laughs> it's... But, but yeah, it's, you know, and, it's, and also on Chiana's part, Chiana doesn't really know Jelena either. She wasn't in that other episode. So she's just, you know, and I mean, it, well, it's just, it's just a very Chiana thing to do anyway, because that's just the kind of person she is. But, but, but I thought Chiana was, be, like you said, she might not have pulled it off. It might not have been convincing, but I thought she was being smart trying to persuade her. She was being her. smart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, no question. Sometimes too, when they have scenes like that, one of my one of my difficulties as a viewer is like, obviously Chiano is being obvious about the lie, but was that intended for me, the viewer, or is that because Jelena can see through it? Do you know what I mean? Like I, that, that's the part, like sometimes when they do those kind of scenes, you don't really know. Well, um, you know, I mean, there's here is a viewer. I mean, looking at it abstractly as a viewer, you know, that Chiana's lying because, because of that, you know, and you know, Jelena, if you look at Jimmy's expression, she looks doubtful. Well, I, mi- I, mean, I missed that though. I missed that detail. Okay. So okay. Um, yeah. So when I was going mainly by Chiana, and I w- and I've seen a lot of shows where it's like 
the audience knows, but the other character doesn't know. And so I just kind of, I guess I just assume maybe she bought it. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's a subtle thing. I mean, it, it, the scene works either way, I think. so. Well, you, you know. saw it twice, and you were paying attention to her eyes, so I assume you exactly. saw it, you probably <laughs> yeah, got it right. Um, that's, that's where I'm coming from. So, the, uh, so we need to talk about Scorpius. Yeah. Also, we need to talk about the fashion that's going on in this space. Um, there's a real S and M vibe. Uh, yeah. Which I don't know. Are they drawing on like the, the association with like certain members of the Nazi party? And like, is that, is that, do you know what I mean? I don't is, know. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what the uh, underlying uh, subtext is, but, <laughs> but what it's all out in the open too. Like, like the, the attire that Scorpius seems to prefer among his retinue is basically S and M style attire. Uh, yeah, and uh, and, and uh, Peacekeeper Barbie, as uh, Crichton calls her, is uh, pretty fetishy looking too. So, was, uh... <laughs> what was it, Peacekeeper Barbie? Yeah, he calls her that at one point. The uh, the, the the woman who's operating the uh, the uh, chair. The, by the way, the um, the pop culture references were through the roof in, uh, in these past <laughs> two episodes. Um, yeah, we got Ghostbusters. Yeah. We got all kinds of things. In the, in you this fetch the comfy chair. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was. Uh, is it? I, I'm curious where that's going to go because because now I'm like now they're starting to get clever. Like before they kind of hit you over the head with the culture references, but sometimes I'm like, wait a second. I think that was a reference that I didn't get. And I'll, I'll have to like stop and think for a moment or I'll have to look it up. But like, uh, you know, so, so I think they they pepper in so many, they can kind of, you can kind they of miss them. Past you. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. But Scorpius, um, <laughs> he's pretty terrifying, but he's also, a, he's a little bit over the top. I would say a little bit over the top as a villain. A little goes. bit over the yeah, top. Yeah. Uh, but I like him. I like him. Um, but you know, he's again. He's got this weird leather outfit. His skin is like pale white, and he's ugly as is all hell. I think John even calls him Nosferatu at one point because of his yeah. um, appearance. Um, another culture reference. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So I don't. Know, but I thought that was interesting having John get captured and be mind probed like that, and then the whole episode becomes about him trying to protect Jelena. In the, he's not even worried. He's not even really trying to protect the crew and everything else. He's his main priority is protecting Jelena, um, yeah. and 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 so the process he has to undergo, and then he meets the weird guy in the Iron Mask, and and then Grace <laughs> shows up, and Scorpio is working with Grace, and so you know, it, 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 I thought it was a pretty rich part of the episode once the Scorpius Scorpius things, uh, Scorpius side of it kicks in. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, it yeah, it's interesting, because basically these, these, these three episodes pretty much work as a movie, you can just kind of watch these three episodes, and you've got a nice, nice, satisfying story there, but the, uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. And the chair is called the Aurora chair, right? The Aurora, the yeah, I was completely blanking on the name. I, uh, and the cellmate that I mentioned, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page, his name is Stark. Which is stark. Which is yes. quite timely. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stark's an interesting character, and uh, yeah, he's not quite as crazy as he pretends to be. But 
still a little out there. And he's got a really <laughs> weird face. You know, he's got one of the most unusual disfigurements I've ever seen. In a, yeah, in a, yeah, in, yeah. In a movie. It's, uh... <laughs> it's it's almost angelic the the disfigurement that he has. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, but we also learned something really interesting as John's getting probed. We find out in that episode when he went back or thought he went back to Earth that the aliens he met there had planted in some information about making and manufacturing wormholes. And yeah. that's what Scorpius is trying to do. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I as I told you when you watched the uh, the episode with the wormhole aliens, I said, you know, we were talking about the is this an episode where there's a kind of the reset the all it's an all a dream button is hit and nothing mattered. And I was like, well, first of all, there's the fact that Aaron and Crichton really did sleep together in this episode, and so all of that stuff between them is real. And secondly, there's the uh, there's there's another element I can't talk about with you yet. <laughs> so so no, that was that it. was a nice. I really liked seeing that in this episode. I was I was very pleased with that development, and and I thought that it made that other episode better than I initially thought it was. You know, so yeah. And I did like that episode. I think, but I just had a higher evaluation of it, knowing that it produced this outcome. Yeah, um, yeah, it's one of the most important episodes. But uh... <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so and also Moya gives birth to her baby, right? Oh yeah, yeah, guys, so much happens in these episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and uh... <laughs> and the baby is armed to the teeth. Uh, it's a, it's yeah, a... yeah, another unexpected development there. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought this was a really cool episode. I thought that the, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I felt like we weren't going to see peacekeepers for a while, and once these this this group of three episodes emerged, you know, I I was a little nervous going in because I was like, oh, oh, like anytime they meet the peacekeepers, that leads to problems and imprisonments and various things. Um, but it yeah. was it was it was it, 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 I think it was a good way to, and I'm assuming that I know that there's. Uh, two more episodes right this season i'm assuming that those maybe deal with the peacekeepers just based on the fact that we're so adjacent to them when we leave off uh yeah 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 i mean I, you know the episode the episode ends it's a softer cliffhanger than the previous cliffhanger mm-hmm. episode but it's still okay well uh moya's just had her baby and she can't starburst because she can't leave her baby behind and we're still right by the peacekeepers that's where we where we left off so yeah it's 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 not not a we're not just going to start with a unrelated episode next time but uh but yeah i i i uh i i i really enjoyed it and 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 i'm i i i was kind of sad when i saw oh there are only two more episodes this season i didn't i didn't realize we had really gotten this far to the end um yeah well, that was that was another advantage just doing three episodes in this episode we can go back to two episodes next podcast and we'll have a nice clean closure to the season so so yeah so so i don't know it's this is a good show i i uh i've definitely sold on it now i yeah i think it's uh you know it i i i I'm still kind of surprised how I so easily confused it with Firefly before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah well, it's 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 interesting. But this is where the show I feel really, really finds itself. It's like in these episodes. This is where it just all starts 
coming together completely. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff I like in the first season, but it's all kind of kind of building towards where we are now. <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, so I guess I guess I don't know anything else to add on this episode before we. Oh boy, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Of course, there's I, I, there's the uh, confrontation between Crace and Aaron too, where Aaron uh, comes up comes across Crace in the chair and uh, you know gives him his life, you know, which uh, which at first sounds like like uh, uh, you know her saying, "Oh, I'm just going to spare you," but then it's more more that no, I'm going to make you watch your whole life again, and you're just yeah. going to have to experience what a terrible person you are. Yeah, because he's in the Aurora <laughs> chair, and she just pushes all the buttons. Um, yeah. And, no, and she disavows the peacekeepers in that scene, because yes. he's trying to get her to obey the order that he's giving her, which is to take her out of the chair. And and, and I, I don't know, I thought, I thought that was an interesting scene, because he's such a slimy guy, he, it's like the one button you probably could push with her that might yield a result, right? And Yeah. And, and, you know, but she's just not having it at this point. Um, and, and so I, I thought that was a cool interaction between them. And, and I also like seeing Crace kind of on the ropes. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like I liked seeing this bigger villain that's even more terrifying than Crace, but was sort of a buffer between Crace and Crichton. He was sort of like, you were thankful for him right now. But yeah. you know, eventually, you're not going to be. Um, no, well, all Scorpius is doing is keeping him alive to extract that information from his brain, and then, oh, then I'm handing you off the grace. There's there, no no mercy involved. <laughs> also, there was kind of an unnerving moment at the end of this episode with Scorpius that I felt made me wonder how much of this he had wanted to happen, anyways. Do you know what I mean? There was that scene when you see him strolling in the. When like after they like oh, after yeah, Jelena yeah, gets hit, yeah. I was like, wait a second, they're kind of lingering on him. Is that a knowing look on his face, or is he just frustrated? Like, I was just, <laughs> I was just wondering why we were getting so much of him, and it made me, it made me curious. Like, oh, maybe he planted something on somebody, or maybe you know what I mean, like, or maybe the guy maybe, with the facial. Maybe he let the Millennium Falcon escape the Death Star. Well, on purpose. well, I was thinking about the guy he had in the cell. <laughs> the first thing John says to him is, "Are you here to spy on me?" Right, and so. That sort yeah. of stuck in my head, and I was like, I still don't know if I trust this guy. Like, you know, like he could have just been acting that whole time, right? It's not inconceivable. Like, yeah. like yes, he's been using this power he has to alleviate people's pain, but that might just be part of the charade that he's pulling so that he can, you know, be with them in order to help track them down or whatever. I don't know what the the end game is Scorpius might have, but I feel like this guy might be a chess piece, not not. You know, just some dude he bumped into in a cell. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting too over these episodes too because you know it's like Crease is uh, one of our first examples of a peacekeeper, and it's like here here between the captain of the base and Scorpius and those special forces and the people when we see. Yeah, just what a jerk Grace is, even amongst yeah. <laughs> other peacekeepers. It's like <laughs> it just kind of puts him in this whole new context we haven't seen. Yeah, no that 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 is something I really liked about the episode because Scorpius is at least at least he seems to follow the rules, right? Like, yeah. Like yeah. like I get like he didn't seem pleased with uh with Grace's snapping the neck of his subordinate. You know, to, no. to to hide his, you know, to hide his own actions, and I I think that uh, you know, Scorpius is a 
is a villain. He's a terrifying person. But within the bureaucracy that he inhabits, I feel like he abides by whatever the regulations are. You know, provided he isn't above the regulations because of his position. Uh, yeah. yeah. In, in which case, I'm sure it's fair game. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, uh. Yeah, it's it's. Been, no, I'm glad you enjoyed these episodes. I didn't really have any question that you would because these are just really great, great episodes. I was really looking forward to getting to these. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed myself, and uh, and yeah. So I guess we'll you know next next time we'll we'll be doing. Oh my God, Bone to Be Wild is the episode. Yeah, you finally made it. I know you've been looking forward to yeah, that one. And, and and Family Ties, which. Yes. I don't know. Is that a reference to the old TV show too? I mean, Family Ties is obviously <laughs> a saying, but I I don't know. I, I this was made in two thousand. It's probably not going to be a reference to the TV show. Um, um, I get some Michael J. Fox in there. We'll find out. Yeah, that, that'll you know. No, we'd probably just get like Justine Bateman or something. <laughs> <laughs> or who, who played the little daughter? The, the the very young one. Oh, like a, there was, God, I can't believe yeah. Tina Tina Yothers. Yeah, I can't Tina Yothers. Yeah. I know Tina, that. I Tina actually Yothers. know that. Wow. Or, or what was the other guy's name? Michael. It's was it Michael memory. Gross? Was Michael Gross the father? Michael was Gross was the father. Yeah, yeah. Also a star of one of the stars of Tremors. That's but, true. Uh, That's true. Yeah, that was his greatest role. Well, I think he became like a born again Christian and sort of you know went kind of uh, Kirk Cameron. Uh, okay, I have no years. idea. I think about so. That. Which is odd because his character is like the opposite of that in Family Ties, but yeah, you know. yeah, he's the PBS guy. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, so all right, so yeah, so so we'll be off and we'll return, and also tomorrow on uh, Wusha Weekend we're going to be doing uh, Lady Snowblood as part of our International Month. So, uh, so people have that to look forward to, and I'm sure there's many other things coming down the pike. And until then, we will talk to you later. <laughs>